Welcome to the Nourished by Nature podcast. Gain tips and tricks on how to live fully while losing weight successfully. Here's your host, Shindy Unger. Hi and welcome. I hope you're all doing really great. Midwinter is a great time for self-care. For support and meal plans, call 646-498-6696. Get into it and stay into it. It's all about consistency. The biggest hindrance of permanent weight loss is lack of consistency. Remember to keep going. Even if you have little bumps in the road, like a Simcha week or a virus that throws you off, just keep going and you'll get to your goal, Be'ezus Hashem. If you're wondering, what's the secret to healthy and delicious cooking? The answer is Nourished by Nature Recipes. Join the hundreds of women who are enjoying to receive Nourished by Nature Recipes weekly to their inbox. Sign up for the recipes and you'll see for yourself how helpful it is to have good, easy food ideas. Leave a message with your email address or text it to 646-498-6696. We've got questions. If you ask a question about a specific food, it's hard to answer in a public forum. Specific questions are answered when you sign up. Additionally, if you ask for a callback, the best way to reach me for a personalized program is by calling 646-498-6696. First question. I started listening a few weeks ago and I listened to all episodes. I really enjoyed it and it was a great process. I learned a lot. My question is, I hear a lot about eating protein. What's the idea? Is it really good for you and why is it good? Are all proteins good? Are some better than others and how much is good to eat? All right, so proteins are the building blocks in our body. They're crucial for proper functioning. Proteins can be divided into plant proteins and animal proteins. Plant proteins are definitely lighter to digest and are higher in fiber than animal proteins. Examples of plant proteins are beans and peas. Proteins can be obtained from other food sources as well, such as whole grains and some vegetables. By animal protein, I mean fish, eggs, meat, chicken, dairy. Don't cut out these foods. It's good for you. But you probably don't need as much as we were made to believe, like eggs for breakfast, tuna for lunch, chicken for supper. It's not necessary. Animal proteins are hard to digest, and having it once or twice a day can be enough. The reason why we're in the habit of having it more often is because the USDA, the Department of Agriculture, the ones who make money from selling cattle, they're the ones who created the food pyramid and nutrition guidelines. So obviously they can't be trusted. They have their own business interests in mind. All right. The next two questions about are about exercise. I'll read both and then I'll answer. Question, is brisk walking every day for 35 minutes besides for walking to and from work enough exercise? Is it not considered high-intensity exercise? The next question was, what type of exercise do you recommend? Is walking good or do you need a real workout? So walking is great. Don't underestimate it. If that's all you can do, keep at it. At the same time, it doesn't take the place of a full body workout. What we're looking for is core exercise. Core exercise is health promoting in every aspect. Next question. I'm wondering about the fat in meat. Is it nutritionally the same as eating meat or should the fat be cut out? Is it a myth that is dangerous for our health? All right, so here's the story with the fats from meat. There are two types of fats, saturated and unsaturated. We're looking for unsaturated fat because it's more digestible. It's all about digestion. Whenever you have a question about a food, check how digestible is the food. Saturated fat is not healthy. I'm not saying to eliminate it completely. It's definitely very helpful to limit it, though. The same goes for dairy. Full-fat dairy products also contain saturated fat. In general, limiting meat and dairy is conducive to weight loss, but once again, that's not to say that you shouldn't have it at all. These foods are okay within a normal range. Question, is it better to eat first thing in the morning or rather wait three hours until you eat? Which one makes the metabolism work faster or is easier on the digestion? 
So this is a question that's very, the answer is very individual. I meet and talk to a lot of people. And from my experience, whether you do or don't eat in the morning has a lot to do with nature and habit. When you're doing a program and making all these changes, it doesn't pay to mess with very ingrained habits. I wouldn't say that if you do or don't eat in the morning, that this makes it or breaks it. I get all types of calls asking if my program is compatible with different health conditions. And the answer is, I'm not talking about serious medical conditions, but just conditions that you live with, be it skin conditions, hormonal, digestive, etc. The answer to most of these is twofold. Number one, be mindful. If you won't remember that you ate it, then it shouldn't even reach your lips. And number two, eat natural. In very many cases, you don't really need specialized diets. There can be specific foods that you're sensitive to, and together we can figure that out by process of elimination. But the main thing is, stick to natural. When you start listening to all these ideas of foods to avoid, you're basically left with nothing to eat. And again, remember these two guidelines, mindful and natural, these are the most effective approaches to almost any concern. And mindful and natural are very broad ideas that we discuss in detail when you sign up. Your grandmother may have lived in Hungary in the early 1900s, where the saying went, literally translated, it means energy is found in a bowl, a bowl of food. It was believed that heavier is healthier and prettier. Western culture, though, promotes eating less to look your best. So which is right? If you're under the impression that you need to be overweight in order to be a strong, healthy mother, you may be taking that idea from your grandmother. Now, as we said last time, it's not the science that was wrong. What's wrong is the food in our day and age. No one could have guessed how negatively affected we'll be by processed food. This is the reason why programs that focus on how much food, they tell you how many proteins, how many carbs, how many fats to eat, are ineffective. These days, a carb is not a carb, a protein is not a protein, and a fat is not a fat, and a calorie is not a calorie. Let's take bread, for example. And I'm not advocating to go off bread. I'm just using it as an example to understand what happened to our food over the years. When you take whole kernels of wheat and crush them and make bread out of it, that's really great. You get all the wonderful nutrients of the seed. When you take that wheat and grind it in a mill, milled flour loses its natural nutrients, most importantly, the insoluble fiber from the shell. What the bakeries do, they'll sell their bread as wholesome product. They have a very simple solution. They just add fiber to the dough. But they can only add soluble fiber, which is great, but it does not take the place of insoluble fiber that's so necessary for digestion. So the trick is that the nutrition facts label looks very impressive. The bread contains the full amount of fiber that unmilled grains would have. The question is not how much fiber. The question is what was done to the fiber. When we get into eating right and educate ourselves about today's food, there's no limit to eating perfectly right. But that's not the goal. At least just cut out the very highly processed junk food. All our food is processed and we need to eat to live. And we need to live. So a client who had a close simcha last week went through it very successfully, and I'll share how we worked it out. What she did was she very ambitiously brought along to the wedding brown rice sushi and had it at Kabbalah's Panim. It wasn't conspicuous because sushi was being served. At the meal, she ate the chicken and the vegetables, and later at the ending, she had fruit, and then at the end of the wedding, she had a tea. Simchas can be done right. We can live fully while losing weight successfully. If you want to help yourself, then you will. The issue is that we want to lose weight, either now or never. We can't find the middle way. We just have no patience for the middle way. The only way to lose weight right now is by allowing your body to die a little every day. And I mean that. I'm not exaggerating. Every day that you don't treat your body right is a slow death, sadly. Weight loss programs that promise very quick results, like 30 pounds in 30 days, these programs are killing us. They slow the metabolism, rob our energy, and make us look like a shadow of ourselves. 
I'm not minimizing your wish to lose weight. I'm just begging you not to literally kill yourself while you're in the process. Have compassion and practice healthy, wholesome habits. And you will most definitely be successful and you'll enjoy the fringe benefit of feeling great while you're at it. Let's take two friends who are losing weight and compare a fast approach to a more slow and steady approach to weight loss. Let's observe the results. We have Mrs. A and Mrs. B. Mrs. A is going slow and steady, gradually decreasing calorie intake and increasing regular exercise, creating an energy deficit. Her body taps into the emergency glucose supply for energy and then continues on to a healthy burning of fat cells. Regular exercise is helping to maintain her muscles, which contributes to fat burning even while at rest. Mrs. B is dramatically cutting calories like any program that severely limits a food group or has strict portion control. Her body goes into starvation mode and breaks down emergency glucose very quickly and does not replenish it since she's simply not eating enough. Where does she get her energy from? Her body will turn to the muscles. It breaks down her muscles, making her appear slimmer but also feel weaker and older. Less muscle equals less calorie burning. Another reason why she seems to be losing weight is that glucose is stored along with water. Since she's not eating enough to replenish glucose stores, she's losing water weight, which the body will quickly replenish as soon as she stops starving herself, which she definitely will do. So if you're thinking of doing a crash diet and then transitioning transitioning to a more stable way of eating, it's counterproductive. You'll suffer all the consequences that come after starvation mode. I hope that this little scenario gave you a clearer picture of why it's so bad to do fast, restrictive weight loss plans. Your goal is not the outcome. Your goal is your input. I'll end with an excerpt from the best-selling book, Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits is officially the number one best-selling book of the year on Amazon. That's for all books and in all categories. Impressive. So this has actually happened once before. So it's already the second time that it's rated the best. Allow me to share some of the wisdom in Atomic Habits by James Clear. Open quote. New goals don't deliver new results. New lifestyles do. And a lifestyle is a process not an outcome. For this reason, all of your energy should go into building better habits, not chasing better results. End quote. All the best and have a great week. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, call 212-444-1900, press 5 then 7 and be inspired. The ideas expressed in this podcast are the opinion of an individual based on current weight loss research. Please consult your doctor before making any changes to your eating plan.